This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey there. Hey, how are we? Welcome to the How She Did That podcast. We are diving in to something extra special today because I'm going to be breaking down the me to we framework. And this is the framework that I use when I'm coaching and consulting with any agency owner type. Um, This has been something that I've used within my business and then really sat down a few years ago, I guess three years ago at this point. Wow, it's been that long and took it step by step and looked at what are the things and what were the things that I did at specific times within my agency that made my agency successful and also that made the people that I've coached over the last three years successful within their agency. Now, the reason that I wanted to create this MeToWe framework is that the main problem that I was seeing with most agencies is that they don't know what to prioritize with each stage of growth. So they try to prioritize everything, which means that they end up spinning spinning their wheels and wasting time and attention on stuff that really doesn't matter in the moment. And they end up not focusing on what will be the best and truest building blocks for their next levels. So that is the reason and the catalyst for creating the me to we framework. This is designed to take you from a me, a solopreneur, all the way through really sitting in your agency as a CEO because you have the we of your team and of really embracing the agency model. So I designed this to help agency owners go from being overwhelmed and straddling the lines between implementer to their clients, manager to their team, and CEO of their company to truly sitting in that CEO seat. So let's talk about the exciting things that happen when agency owners move through the MeToWe framework and embrace working at the CEO level. So they experience more time freedom, which of course is the thing that we all are craving, opportunity to spend more time with our friends, our family, our loved ones, and to do the things that light us up that don't involve our business increased client retention and client happiness. Of course, that is the core of our service-based businesses, right? Being assets to our clients and our clients being happy no matter who they work with within our agency and who they work with on our team. We see an increase in being able to hire and retain rockstar team members. Now, if you know anything about running an agency, you know that hiring and team retention is probably sometimes the hardest part, right, of owning an agency. So when we get that right, so many other things fall into place. And last but certainly not least, we see more income within the agency. So before we get started and before I start explaining these six steps, I want to say that these steps aren't meant to be a straitjacket. They're not meant to be a follow this exactly or else you'll never be successful. That would be ridiculous. Instead, they're meant to support in helping you understand the best practices within your agency. So as you're building your foundations, you're building them in a sustainable way. 
It's like you're working on a coloring book page, right? There's structure to that page, but there's also so much freedom in that structure in what colors you color with and what coloring tools you're using in how you're shading things and all of that stuff. And that makes the individuality within your picture and within your agency. Yes, yes. Okay, let's dive in. Okay, here we go. Let's break down the Media Week framework on a zoomed out high level. Now, of course, this is not going to be the deep dive that I would do if you're a coaching client of mine, but I want to explain the steps so that you get a sense of what you should be working at at any given stage of your agency. So step number one is called agency-fying your offer. Yes, that is a made-up word. No, it is not in the dictionary. <laughs> Other people would call this productizing your offer. I like agency-fying your offer just because it sounds a little bit snazzier. But this is all about creating clear systems, templates, SOPs, and overall structure that can be utilized with, uh, within your team over and over again. And this is for both your agency's offers and the way that you deliver your offers to your clients. So when we are first starting our agencies or when we're first starting really thinking about our agency in terms of the structure and the um, getting out of being in being the bottleneck or you being the only person that can really do everything, one of the big issues that I see is that nothing is actually written down or not enough things are written down. So much is still in your brain. And so agency find your offer is about creating that structure and also documenting that structure so that it can be supported and, and continued throughout all of your team members so that every single team member knows ex exactly where to go in order to learn how to do the things that you do within your agency and how you want them done as your agency. Moving on to number two, we have map your model. Map your model, we are strategically creating our hiring process and our path to hiring the right people. So this is where our organizational chart, our org chart really comes into place. We wanna look for where are those holes and what is needed for hiring, not just right now in the now moment, but what's needed in the future. Sometimes what happens in our agency is that, and I've talked about this before, we're reactive in our hiring, right? We wait until the need is immediate. And then we're wondering like, why can't I find the right person? Or why didn't the person that I didn't take the time to see if they actually had the skill set and didn't take the time to onboard and train properly, why is it not working? Um, crystal ball, I'm going to tell you, it's because you were reactive in your hiring and you didn't take the time to really find the right people to take some time in your hiring process and your plan and to be proactive about how you want to hire, about what are the needs of your company three months from now, right? Because if you have a hiring need that you know that you're going to start needing that person to work with clients, to be a client-facing team member three months from now, we well, can't hire them three months from now. You have to hire them maybe two months or at least a month out from that need. So this is where we start looking at what is our organizational model now and what does it need to look like in the future. Number three is to inch your way out. Here is where it starts to get so fun and exciting because this is your plan for how you get out of the parts of implementation, of client implementation that you are not interested in being a part of anymore. So this is not something that happens overnight. It's not a switch that is flicked and all of a sudden you're out of implementation, but it is you planning and being intentional about slowly getting out of that client implementation, about slowly working your way out so that eventually you're only doing the things that you want to do in your business when it comes to client implementation. 
Number four is called plotting your path. And I like to think of this as surveying the scene, right? And in surveying the scene, we're kind of looking at, okay, we've completed step one, step two, and step three of this model. Now, where do we need to tweak things? What's working? What's not working? This is also where we start deep diving into things like our KPIs, right? Checking our key performance indicators early and often so that we are on top of things at in when they need to be tweaked or if they're not working. So we're working on priorities instead of all of the things. We're making sure that our team is swimming in the right direction and in the same direction that they all understand our goals and our priorities and our core values. And then, like I said before, we're checking in with our KPIs early and often. And yes, that does include your money. So, <laughs> you know, I talk about KPIs all the time, checking in on them early and often. Number five, step number five is to work your plan. This is where I get so many agency owners sending me Slack messages, sending me Voxers saying, um, I have some like space and time in my schedule now and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I'm like, congratulations. This is where you want it to be, right? But so often there's so much resistance to that because our nervous system is used to constantly going at the speed of light. It's not used to the spaciousness, even though the spaciousness is what we said we craved and what we wanted. And if you are in that space, if you're feeling that way, know that that is a completely normal feeling. You are moving from a place of constantly doing and you producing more and more and more, being the thing that gets you success or being the thing that gets you notoriety. And when you are start to fully step into your, the CEO role, there is a lot of spaciousness, a lot more spaciousness in that because as a visionary, you need that spaciousness in order to be able to give yourself time to breathe and time to really check in with yourself and with your inner knowing in terms of what are your next steps? What do you want to focus on? What do you need to focus on? What does your company and your team and you as a CEO need within this season, right? So in this season, in this step, step number five, work your plan, you are starting into moving fully into the role as CEO. You're focusing more on CEO level activities more consistently, and that's going to feel like you're doing less. But let me tell you, when you're intentional about focusing on those CEO level activities, that is exactly where you need to be. There is a whole podcast episode, I will link to that, about those CEO level activities, what that means, and what my CEO days look like specifically. I'll link to that so you can see more of that. But that is where we're at. This is us getting closer to the thing that we said that we wanted. And number six, explore new opportunities. This is where, like, let's just get the party started. <laughs> because here is where you get to ask yourself, what do you want to do? And sometimes the answer to that is just, I want to take more naps, right? Or I want to spend more time with family and friends. I want to travel. Some other times it's, I want to build a new arm of my business, or I want to invest in real estate, or I want to take up a craft. This is where you get to do more things because you have the spaciousness to do more things. Now, for those people who like to fill their calendar, I'm raising my hand because Tasha is, I am, I am in that team, right? So for those people who like to fill their calendar, here is a tricky spot for us. We have to make sure that we're just not filling our calendar because if it's not filled, we feel empty. Oh, that's deep, <laughs> right? So we have to make sure that that's not happening. Instead, we want to, here's this word again, int be intentional 
about what we decide to do. We want to make sure that it comes from a place, not just of we need busy work, but it comes from a place of here is what my soul needs right now. Oh, how does that feel so far? Ah, Okay, so one of the things that I love about the Me To We framework, one of the things that I think is great is that you can enter at any stage. This is something that I do in my programs. When we have our first onboarding call, we talk through the six steps. And then as people are talking about, here's where I'm already at in our in my agency, I get a sense for, okay, you've already agency-fied your offers, right? You already have clear structure to your offers. You've already documented all of your processes and your procedures and everything. So you're going to start on maybe step two or step three rather than step one. This is what I love about the MeToWe framework, that it's customized for what you need right now. And I also like thinking of the MeToWe framework as an onion. If we thought about it as kind of like an apple, right? Where we just cut into it and like we get to the core of it and then we're done with that apple. I think that there is a lot more hesitation to move from step to step without the the previous step being perfect. And perfect is a myth, right? In our agency, as we're building it, yes, we are building to create a solid foundation, but I want you to think about done being better than perfect in this situation. So instead of an apple, I like to think of it as an onion where we're going to go through all those six steps and we're going to peel back that first layer. And then we're going to come back around to step one again, and we're going to find new ways to better agency fire offer, better structure. We're going to look at our SOPs again and do another deep dive maybe into them into improving them or updating them as needed. And then we're going to peel that next layer back and go through those steps multiple times, but every single time we're looking from it at a different vantage point, right? We're looking from it at a different place in kind of a spiral staircase, and we're able to see better what our company needs in that moment versus trying to get it absolutely perfect in our first go around. So the common thread around all of this is that as we are working through the me to we framework and as we're working through these six steps, you'll realize or notice that these six steps are really intentionally around operations within your agency. But of course, our agencies aren't just successful because they are great operationally. There's so many other factors, right? And so as we're working through these things, it's still important that we are growing as leaders. We're growing as marketers. We're improving the customer experience. We're refining our messaging in order to attract more aligned clients. So then your question may be like, how do we do all of this without being overwhelmed, burning it down. Like I only have a certain number of hours in the day, Tasha. How am I supposed to still be in client work and do all this stuff? (laughs) Part of it is that when you get to step number two and you start hiring, some of this is taken off of your plate and put onto the plate of somebody like your operations assistant, for example. So it's not that you're doing all of this work yourself, right? But the other part of it is that you have to be, um, you have to set aside the time and space and make it a priority, right? And make that time and space sacred and protected. I tell every single person in every single one of my programs all the time that like, yeah, this isn't going to change unless you decide you want to change it. So if you are always going to be prioritizing your client work and never going to be setting aside time for your business, nothing is going to change you have to approach how you're working on your business differently, which is why I'm such an advocate for opening up your calendar and setting aside two hours, two days a week, right? If that's all you can give your business, 
um, because you're so in client work at first, that's okay. But the goal is to increase that amount of time and to keep it sacred, sacred and protected. And what do I mean by that? Sacred and protected to me means that unless there is an actual emergency, like a life or death emergency, you are keeping that time for your business. You're not letting clients say like, oh, but I really need this done today or checking, e you know, checking client email, responding to those things. You are setting aside that time and saying my business and the growth of my agency is important enough that I am setting aside and making sure that I create this time and keep this time week after week and day after day. Here's the bottom line on all of this. Time is gonna pass whether you work on your agency and whether you work on your business or not. So I think that I like to think of it as I wanna look back a year from now and know that the time that I spent meant something. It made a difference. And I think that knowing we are not the same CEO that we were last year or the same leader that we were last year or that our agency is, isn't the same agency that we were a year ago, that we have come better out on the other side and and improved what who we are, what we do, how we do it, how our team operates. Like that is the biggest gift that you can give yourself. And this is what the MeToWe framework supports in you being able to do, right? Supports in you being able to look back and realize how far you've come in developing the amazing agency that you now have. Feeling lost when it comes to how to even begin consistently marketing your business and bringing in solid leads? Maybe you've realized that for far too long, you've just been sitting back and waiting for the referrals to roll in, and that's just not enough anymore. If that's you, then check out my free Pipeline on Point mini marketing challenge. I'm giving you easy ways to get back in front of your audience and start building consistency in your marketing. It's the first step to building a marketing, lead generation, and sales ecosystem that brings in the right clients on a regular basis, and that means more profitability for you and your business. Check out the free marketing mini challenge at TashaBooth.com forward slash pipeline. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash pipeline.